Welcome to Wiffle's Press Box Podcast, where we discuss the latest topics in the professional world of sports. Enjoy our exclusive interviews with athletes, coaches, insiders, and fans. And now, here's your host, Gary Wiffle. Welcome again to another Wolfels Press Box podcast. I'm Gary Wolfel, and as usual, I am joined by the one and only Jerry Depp. Welcome aboard. Thank you, Gary. Good to see you. Are you uh, fully recovered from the uh, Packer game on Sunday? I am. You know what? Two Packer games, two incredibly intriguing, fascinating games, huh? They were very good. Two different results. Yeah, exactly. So we're uh, going to spend the uh, next 15, 20 minutes or so talking about the Packer game on Sunday, their tie game against the Minnesota Vikings, which leaves them 1-0-1 and in the standings, the same as the uh, vaunted Vikings. And let's uh, cut to the chase. <laughs> I know what I want to talk about. Go for it. It's the officiating. And, you know, the beauty of the NFL is that every game counts. I mean, you only have yep. 16 of them, and they're important. Unlike, you know, Major League Baseball or the NBA, where they play on and on in one game early in the season, is pretty much irrelevant. You know, right. you can recoup it. But yep. in the NFL, games count. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll be blunt with you. I, I thought the Packers lost because of a horrendous officiating call. All caps horrendous. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I'm sure you know what I'm referring to. It came late yes. in the game and the Packers had the game seemingly well in hand. And Who was the umpire for this crew? This, the, the referee was... The Bopsy t- boys or Bopsy twins. The referee was Tony Corrente. Yes, and, and you know, he just made an abysmal call. He called uh, unnecessary roughness on outside linebacker Clay Matthews. Roughing uh, the passer. I roughing the passer on Kirk Cousins. And, and, Jerry, you know as well as anybody, I am not a Clay Matthews fan. Yeah. Not at all. But I'll tell you what, that was about as clean of a hit as you could have. But you know what, Gary? Tony Corrente didn't think so. No, he didn't. <laughs> um, and I'm going to read to you what Tony Corrente said. He said that Matthews was penalized because, quote, when he hit the quarterback, he lifted him and drove him into the ground. Now, unless they doctor, yeah, unless they doctor that film, he did not lift him up and drive him into the ground. It did not look that way. Absolutely not. I mean, it, it's just such a farce. And between the game, uh, you know, on Sunday until now, I'm sure the Packers will file a protest, and the NFL will say, yeah, you know what, he probably did make a mistake. So. You know what? Nobody cares, right? Life goes on. Well, yeah, the game's over. This so cost to... the Packers a game. Yeah. There is no doubt about it. If they escape that series, they got the ball, the game's over. Well, here's the thing. I'm going to look past the fact that it could have cost them a victory. Mm-hmm. But my question is, after watching that hit, do you have any question as to what's the legal hit on the quarterback? And what isn't an illegal hit? No, absolutely not. It's, yeah, it's, I don't it's, it's so vague. It's such a joke. I mean, the NFL used to be like the greatest league in the world, yeah. and to, now it's like, you know, it's so subjective. I mean, Dick Butkus could not survive. No, Ray no. could not survive in this man's NFL. You know, Clay. They talked to Clay Matthews after the game, and I couldn't agree with him more. Again, I am not a Clay Matthews fan personally. I don't think if I was the GM, he'd be on the roster. But he didn't do anything wrong on that hit. And uh, he made a quote after the game, quote, last week when they played the Bears, yeah. okay, shame on me. This week, that was unbelievable. 
the worst part is we'll probably send it in, like I just said, yeah. and you know what they're going to say. They'll find fault on me because they're going to agree with the refs. I don't know. It's a difficult call to call. <laughs> you know what else is going to happen? Yeah. He's going to get fined. Probably. He's probably going to get fined. So he's going to lose money as well. And you know what? And if I'm the uh, Packers <laughs> uh, management, I pay it for him. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> Say, give us, give us the uh, bill here. I would, I would be willing to bet that there are probably a lot of people in Packer Nation that would start a GoFundMe page just to, you know, to get the money to pay for his fine. It's absolutely absurd. I mean, there's so many things to talk about in that game. And yeah. People will say, well, you know, football games aren't decided on one play. Nonsense. That came at a critical yeah. point of the game. Yeah, there's a lot of things you can point at, but I, that's going to be one thing that people are going to talk a lot about. And for Clay Matthews, now it's happened two weeks in a row. Yes, and, and he fessed up. He said last week he screwed up. Yeah. This week, he, you know, his quote was, that's unbelievable. And I think even any Viking fan who watched the game was like, Really? Yeah. <laughs> you know, what's going on here? Right. And who, who's the joker again? Who's the head of this crew? The referee was Tony Carrente. Okay. I, I'm going to be watching for him. <laughs> I'm going to make this my mission now for the rest of the season, see how many controversial calls. Oh. You know, the thing that really irked me, too, I watched the replay, and Rodgers threw the ball. There was no call at the time. I mean, not Rodgers, when uh, Cousins. Cousins threw the ball. There was no flag at that point. And there was like a delay. And all of a sudden it's like, okay, here comes the here flag. Comes the flag yeah. And it's like, <laughs> okay, yeah. what prompted the delay, you know? I'm not upset. <laughs> no, I, I can tell. <laughs> and, and you know what? That capped what I thought was just a horrendous game by the entire crew. Uh, I don't know how closely you watched it, but Devontae Adams, did you see when he ran down the sidelines? Mm-hmm. And one of the DBs literally grabbed his right arm. Yep. In front of an official, yep. no call. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah, there were there were more than a handful of calls that were very questionable. And I do have to admit, um, as a former staff member at Referee Magazine, there you go. I try to keep myself objective. Uh, <laughs> you know, where I'm not complaining about officiating, but yeah, you do look at some of those calls and you you wonder. Like I said, I'm more concerned about as they change rules how it's going to change a game. And again, I, if I was a defensive player, I don't know what I would be able to do right. in terms of hitting the quarterback. I mean, I don't know what they expect these defensive players, especially if you've got momentum and you're getting ready to tackle somebody and the quarterback throws it. How can you stop your momentum? I, I agree. And the other penalty, or there wasn't even a penalty, the other play that just infuriated me, the NFL is making such a big deal about concussions, you know? I yeah. mean, they're, they're, they're going public on how they want to stop concussions. Right. I don't know if you saw this, but when Devontae Adams went across the middle, caught the ball, yeah. he got hit, he's down, yeah. and I think it was Harrison Smith, the Viking safety, I'm not yeah. absolutely sure, comes flying in, yeah. helmet-to-helmet contact, again, right. in front of an official, no call. Yeah. And it's like, what is going on here? Yeah. I mean, if I was McCarthy, I would have went nuts. There were a few players, Packer players, you could see on the sidelines that were just mumbling under their breath. And right. Some weren't mumbling. They were just <laughs> flat out questioning the officials. Yeah. And uh, Again, it, these games are so important. They're, they're so valuable. And to let an officiating crew determine it, you know, it's just uh, unacceptable. Yeah. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to probably go with the... The grass is greener because I look at it from the standpoint that 
the Packers should have lost last week. They should have won this week. They should be 1-1. One one, but they're going into week 3-1, 0-1. So I'm looking at it as, okay, after two weeks, um, they should have been 1-1, one one, but they don't have a loss yet. So, But it is frustrating because they did have a chance to win that game today. They would have been, in my mind, in the driver's seat for the NFC title yeah. at this point, this early in the season, because uh, the Packers next week go to Washington, yep. should be a win. Buffalo. Then they host Buffalo, which, which is might be one of the worst teams in, yeah. in recent history. Yep. And then they got Detroit. So they should go, they should be, th- you know, 3 0 in that stretch. Yeah. The Vikings, on the other hand, have the Rams and the Eagles back to back on the road. Yeah. The Rams, I mean, look great right now already. Yep. Legitimate Super Bowl. Eagles contender. didn't look too good today. No, but they are the Super Bowl champs. Correct. Right. And yep. so you figure, uh, I think they got Buffalo they got too. T- they've got two tough teams. So they could easily go one and two in that stretch. Yeah. Now, if you base today's or Sunday's game uh, against the Vikings, if the Packers would have won that, and you expect the Packers to go 3 0 in the next stretch and the Vikings 1 and 2, the Packers could have had a three-game three lead yeah. after the first five weeks. Right. I mean, that, that's that's a nice situation to be in. Now yeah. that's that's not possible. Well, so. I think we talked about it before, too. I think their first six games we felt were all winnable, where they could be 6-0 and all yes. before the, the, the bye week. Of course, coming out of the bye week, I think they have New England and, and the Rams and, and somebody else. I mean, they've got, I think, after the bye week, four out of five on the road games against some good teams. So um, it would have been good, you know, get as many of these victories early in the season out yeah. of the way. But Well, that, that, that's why if you're uh, Mike McCarthy, the loss against the Vikings is just, it's crushing. Yeah. You know, I mean, again, you could be three games up right. against a team that some are predicting to win it all, right. the Vikings. Yeah. So. Can I make one other comment about you can make what, any comment I, you I want. Have, I have today. <laughs> I have today's stat of the day. Oh, Spons- sponsored by Nightberry Title, really? the company that I work for. I like that. They don't know that they're sponsoring it. <laughs> no, my my stat of the day is the final score was twenty nine to twenty nine. Okay. Yeah. How many games have ended twenty nine to twenty nine, Gary, in the history of the NFL? I know. I, it's it's got to be zero, right? That's correct. Because you would have brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. You know, I, I know you. I, I know you. Well, <laughs> I was going to say one, and I go, no. no that, would be, that would have been a stupid guess on your part. But, but it, you know, how many times you see a team score 29 points? Oh, exactly. That's kind of a that's happened funky number. A lot you know? more than you think. But, yeah. But, yeah, the first game ever in the NFL history to end 29 to 29. Isn't that exciting for me to, to bring that and drop this on you? By the way, I wonder how the flight back to Minnesota was for their <laughs> kicker. Oh, my God. Oh, this is a true story, Jerry. Yesterday, I was in Chicago with a guy named Chris Thomason. He's a uh, sports reporter from the St. Paul Pioneer Press okay. in, in Minnesota. Friend, and, of, friend of yours. Friend of mine, yes. Yeah. And he's one of the best writers in the country. I mean, the guy's won a bunch of NBA writing awards. He's won, like... It's a ridiculous number, like four or five NFL uh, writing awards in the last two years. Okay. So we end up going to the Northwestern game. You can tell we had nothing better to do with that. That's right. That's where you ended up. I was there with about 40 other fans in the stands. <laughs> <laughs> and then Northwestern loses to Akron, of all people. But during the game, true story, we were talking about the Packers, talking about the Vikings. 
and we were talking about their special teams. Mm-hmm. And I said, man, I'll tell you what, the Vikings seemingly, they got an exceptional defense, they got a good offense, but I said, I have concerns about their special teams. And I'm going, if I'm Vikings management, I don't know if I want a rookie out there yeah. doing my place kicking. Yep. You know, and I know he did well. He was drafted, what, fifth round or yeah, something like that? I think the highest they've ever drafted a, a kicker. And I think, like, there's so many games that come down to a field goal. Yep. And you're going to place your whole season or a game, whatever it may be, with a rookie. And no, no sooner, you know, today, he misses yeah. three of them. Yeah. What, what's your guess? Will he be on the team tomorrow? You know what? I think they will keep him. You think so? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know who's out there. There's, I, pro- I, there's I probably saw, some veteran place kickers. I, I, I don't saw know who they something would be. on the internet right after the game, and it was um, how quickly will the Vikings be calling Dan Bailey? Oh, sure. Who was the old co- oh, the Cowboys right. kicker who got released, who I think was their, what, their career leader in field goals. So, right. yeah, you wonder how, if there's going to be a all of a sudden an avalanche of kickers, you know, booking flights to Minnesota over the next couple of days. Yeah. Yeah, you know, if there's a uh, silver lining in it, excuse me, in this game for the Packers, it's that they played arguably the best team in football. I mean, they're certainly one of the top three yeah. or four, without, without yeah. a doubt. And when you play teams of that caliber, you find out your strengths, you find out your weaknesses. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, the Packers found out their weaknesses today. And two of them are aging cornerbacks. Mm-hmm. Devon House, who should not be in the team, got lined up one-on-one, and, and you could just see it, that the Vikings were going to go right at him. Yep. And what was it like, you know, some ridiculous 73-yard touchdown pass to yeah, uh, Diggs. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, they went right at him. They exposed him. Yep. And then Tremont Williams, you know, I love his intelligence. I, yeah. I love his savvy. But on that two-point conversion... <laughs> I don't know what county he was. He might have been in Chilton, Wisconsin, instead of Green Bay at that, <laughs> at that point, because he just got jocked. Yeah. And, and I'm thinking, like, any of their young quarterbacks, Kevin King or uh, Alexander, you know, are out for length, any length of time, they're in trouble, especially yeah. against good quarterbacks. Yeah. They got totally exposed. Well, Cousins, you know, four touchdowns, 420 plus yards passing. Um, well, yeah, 75 came on that one or whatever, right. you know? Yeah, and of, and of course it got to the point where the Vikings over the, in the last quarter, that's when they were passing on almost every play, you know, because they had to catch up. So, you know, go, I want to go back to one point. Here. Yeah. If you think about it, we know that the, obviously the, the score ended up 29-29, but, and that was with Aaron Rodgers essentially not at 100%. Not even close. Yeah, yeah. so... You know, and I think they still. One thing I was kind of thinking of during the game, if Aaron Rodgers is not at a hundred percent, what does a team need to do to win? Mm-hmm. And I think I figured it out. I think number one, they've got to be able to score either by the, the uh, special teams or the defense, mm-hmm. and they did that. Right. Okay. Number two, that the defense has to play really well, and they've got to get off the field, and they can't let them score. And you know, for three quarters, they held them to seven points. Yes. So that was another thing. I thought their defense was exceptional today. I mean, for Up the first three, fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and again, I, fourth quarter, you're going to have those breakdowns, right. you know, which, which they did. How about that pass by Cousins, though? Oh, yeah. Where he threaded it between the two yeah. guys. The you know, yeah. Oh, my Lord. I mean, it was like a centimeter. Yeah. 
between the it defense was, backs' it hands. Rogers like. It, it was. It was. Yeah. It was a fabulous throw. And I think the third the third thing I thought of is if Rodgers is not at one hundred percent, they've got to figure out a way to have a strong running game. Mm-hmm. And there were times during the game today where I thought, you know what, the running game doesn't look too bad. And I think they have their their other running back coming. Back. Jones is coming back. Jones, yeah, Jones yeah. Next week. So yeah, no, no good points. So uh, our weekly segment on Unsung Hero, do uh, you want to offer up yours first? I will, and, and I guess I kind of uh, alluded to it. but And he didn't have what I would say was a, an exceptional game, but I think the, the amount of abuse that he's taken over the past preseason and game one, I thought Ty Montgomery actually looked pretty good today. Yes. There were moments yes. when I thought, you know what, I, I, I think there's a little spark here. He ran tough. Um, I think he had five carries for 32 yards. But here's the thing, you know, six yards a carry, that's a pretty darn good, you know, average per carry. So, um, and he caught a couple of passes too. I would give him my unsung hero award because I I hope that this is a a catalyst for him to be a contributor the rest of the year. Yeah, no, that's a great selection. Uh, I think a real good call because I have not been a Montgomery fan either. I I know. Yeah, I mean, he's right down there with Clay Matthews yeah. <laughs> and Tremont Williams. And we talked about it, you know, in the preseason when Montgomery was returning kicks. It's like, it doesn't look like this guy's ever going to break anything, you know, break, get a, a, you know, yeah. a long he's, run. Yeah, he's not that shifty or right. quick or anything like that. He's just like kind of running into the middle of piles and down he goes. But yeah, uh, he, he looked pretty good today. So he I came to play. Okay, and we're going to see what he does in the next couple of weeks because I'm not I'm not about to jump on the bandwagon. Yeah. But I agree. Today he played very well. Right. My unsung hero is J.K. Scott, the rookie punter. Oh, that's and, that was mine last week. So yeah, yeah. So I I thought this kid is fantastic. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know how long that one punt went. Sixty. I think they said sixty-four. Sixty-four yards. Yeah. I mean, at that point in the game. They needed a big time kick, yeah, and he delivered, yeah, and uh, he doesn't act like a rookie. No, it, it looks like he's you know five six year veteran. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, Brian Kudikone's my guy. Yeah, you know, made a great selection. Great I mean, there, there's a lot of time left in the season, but yeah. not only does he have a big leg, he he just seems to have a feel for placing the ball. I mean, yeah. a couple times already this season, he has placed ball uh, punts within the ten yard line. I've been impressed with him the first two games. The first two games. Yeah. I do have another question for you, which it, it's been bothering me since the game. But uh here's a rule that I'm. Why I'm the real... Packers don't have legitimate cheerleaders? <laughs> <laughs> That's not it. We'll, huh? we'll have to leave that for another segment. <laughs> yeah. um, this this has always bothered me. Why are coaches allowed to call timeouts very late in the process of somebody attempting to kick a field goal? I don't like that they can do that. That they can wait till the last second. Yeah. I almost feel like they should have a rule like, if you don't call a timeout before five seconds left in the, the time clock on a field goal attempt, then you can't call a timeout. Well, it would be like uh, Tiger Woods is lining up a five foot putt at the Masters, and Rory McIlroy comes running on and says, "Timeout!" Exactly. That's a great. That's a great <laughs> you know, analogy. I mean, it is bogus, isn't it? I, yeah, I don't. I don't <laughs> like it, and I know they do it for particular reasons. And obviously, it worked in Minnesota's advantage because he kicked a field goal. It, it was good, but of course, there it was worked a time twice off today. Goal. Correct? 
yeah. once by the Vikings, once right. by the Packers. Yeah. So I don't. You know what? I, I I see where you're coming from, but I don't have a problem with it. Uh, okay. I think it adds a little more intrigue. Okay. To the game. I just don't, and, and today I don't, it showed why the guys froze. Yeah. I mean, uh, Crosby's a, a, you know outstanding kicker, but yeah. You just wonder if somewhere during that timeout he lost focus or something, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But again, it, it was a, it was an exceptionally long kick too. So oh it's yeah, not, right. It, it's yeah. No I, given I, there. I guess it's more of a like I said, it's more of an annoyance. By the way, my my guy J.K. Scott today five punts, forty five point six yards Net. average. That's yeah. pretty dang good. I thought the average was like fifty something. Yeah, I'm not sure, but again, I was just thoroughly impressed. Yeah. With that. I do like him. He's he's performed well. Now, before we sign off on this podcast, I Uh-oh. mean, we, we no, we're going to end it on a very very positive, uplifting note. Oh, really? You know, you got to do that once every six weeks. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> we have to figure out a way to keep our seven our, our seven listeners engaged. Absolutely. Well, what do you say about Aaron Rodgers that hasn't been said? I mean. Oh. Uh, you know, I, I'm watching him today, and his courageousness is just off the charts. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't care if it's a minor injury, you know, or a major injury. To be out there and to do what he's done yeah. is just incredible. I you mean, know, I was thinking that one play where he faked the handoff. Yes. And he and, and he was, I, I think he was going to run. He was going to run, yeah. He was going to run, but he kind of, you know, he muffed the, muffed yeah. the ball. And, and right. I thought... What a great call that would have been. And if he would have made that first down, that would have just been awesome. But, yeah, you're right, Gary. I don't know what more you can you can say about him. He's, it sounds corny, but he, he really is a warrior out there. If he's got a leg to stand on, which he's proving right now, yeah. he's going to be out there playing. I mean, a couple of times you saw him hopping on one leg, on his yeah. right leg, because he obviously couldn't do it yeah. on his left leg. And, and another time that, that kind of caught my attention was he made a great throw and one of his offense linemen came back and you know yeah. fist pumped him and yeah and it's like you know they they know what they have in Aaron yeah. Rodgers I mean his teammates they, they know right. an exceptional leader I mean we know yeah he's got talent but over the years there have been a lot of talented quarterbacks but when the heat was on from a yeah. physical standpoint a mental standpoint yeah they couldn't deal with it, and, and, and Aaron Rodgers has. I think another thing we saw today was well, I think Jimmy Graham had what about uh, just under 100 yards or something. Yes, uh-huh. you know, so maybe there's something there that we're going to start to see him getting a little bit more involved too, which would be great. Yeah. So uh, now the question is, you know, how long does Aaron Rodgers hold up? Right? You keep yeah. your fingers crossed. Well, he gets another week to probably recuperate. He probably won't practice much, but yeah, I mean. You know, that, that, that's the beauty of Aaron Rodgers, though, too. He, he doesn't have to practice anymore. No. You know, Allen no. Iverson had it right. Practice? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you get to that level, yeah. you know what? <laughs> you don't need to practice. See, you some, really don't. If, if he's got a press conference and one of the sports writers asks him about practice, yeah. he should pull the Iverson. <laughs> <laughs> that would be classic if he would do that. It, it, it would be. You know, and Rodgers is a big basketball fan, so yeah. uh, I, I don't yeah. think he would do that. But I think uh, the interview with... with uh, did you see that after the game with with Pam? Pam Oliver. Pam yeah. Oliver. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Rogers did not look like he was happy at all. With the no, I, I think that the entire Packer Nation's upset. I, your I guy. I, I, I wish I'd remember this guy's name, but I, every time I see it from now on in the game, I'm going to see what Collie Blue. You know, 
You mean Tony Corrente? Yeah, and he's some, allegedly one of the better officials in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, it's not like he's a rookie official. No, he's, he's been around for quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, it was just too blatant. It, it just really bugged the heck out of me. You I, couldn't tell, could you? <laughs> well, I, I kind of wonder if, if he kind of goes back and he looks at that, you know, on replay, and he says, well, I don't know. Maybe I yeah, shouldn't have. Absolutely, but, but, but he's again, never going to admit it. Yeah, and and, 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 and that's the sad thing about it. They're not going to find him, reprimand him, do anything with him. Yeah. If that's a player who screws up in a situation like that, everybody in the world knows about yeah. it, you know? And, and yeah. he, he's held accountable. And this joker can walk <laughs> off and have breakfast tomorrow and nobody's going to care. That's why I told you, Gary, I'm really curious to see if, if Clay Matthews gets a fine for that hit. And if he does, wow. You know what? If he gets fine, I'm sending him ten dollars. <laughs> I, I can afford big bucks. You know? <laughs> that's gonna that's gonna take a couple of hamburgers and a you know what and a fry. I, I will personally get sponsors to go and give him ten dollars. You know? <laughs> you'll, you'll personally start that GoFundMe page. Oh, absolutely. So yeah. on that lovely note, <laughs> we're gonna end on a positive. Yeah, so we're gonna. Uh, Call us a wrap, and uh, thanks again for stopping by our Posh Studios. And uh, I, I love the studios. And in, in, in giving us your insightful commentary. Thank you. And thank you for listening, and uh, we look forward to uh, next week's podcast. Take care. For more sports news, check back every Tuesday for our latest show. You can also follow Gary on Twitter at GaryWoofle and WooflesPressBox.com. 